Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night. Hockey night in Canada, as well as on the Oilers Radio Network. Uh, tonight at the DCA, the Edmonton Oil Kings are in action. And at this time, we are going to head off on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and hook up with Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill. Kurt, how are you? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, a bye week uh, just a couple of weeks into the season, but a byproduct, I guess, of the uniqueness of the schedule this year. Yeah, totally. It's, uh, again, with how different uh, the league is this year and everything we've been dealing with, uh, to find a 13 days off and when you're four games in is a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, we're over through our first bye week. We're going to have one more, I think, by the end of the season. But we're through that, and I think the guys are excited to be back on the ice tonight. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we had Brent Sutter on the show, uh, I guess that would have been on Tuesday. Uh, just, uh, you know, the, the Rebels have got a little bit younger team, and your team's obviously undefeated this year, right in your wheelhouse. Let's talk about the start to the season, uh, a sweep against Lethbridge, and then a sweep against Medicine Hat, who's got a pretty good team as well. Were you happy with the 4-0 start to the year? Yeah, we're we're definitely happy with it. Obviously, you don't want to be too critical. It's uh, the guys haven't played hockey for a long time, so it was nice to to see them get their feet under them. I thought the games last weekend, obviously, they were, they were a little bit tighter than the first weekend, and you know, um, especially the Saturday night, it was a it was a tight game. Like it really reminded me more of a a regular season down the stretch of a of a normal year. And uh, you know, our guys played a real solid shutdown third period, and Atkinson, our cap, gets the game winner there with you know, about eight minutes left. So a real solid effort on the road, and really happy. Uh, seeing the guys come away with that one for sure on average how many uh, players on a whl team can uh, one time the puck like dylan gunther <laughs> well you know probably on our team i think with with his accuracy is the biggest thing i mean the guys can hit one timers at this level but you know for him to do with the accuracy and him he's so good at changing his body positioning based on where the where the pass is coming to to get that to get that shot off with the power and the accuracy of it so it's it's pretty impressive with what he's able to do and you know the one timer is one thing but it's the quick snapshot that uh, is really impressive when he gets that off in the slot you know it's uh, nine out of ten times at the back of the net I mean, there were two pretty good players in the Western League a couple of years ago up for the draft. Uh, Kirby Dock, Saskatoon Blades, Dylan Cousins uh, in Lethbridge, and those guys both went in the top eight of the draft and uh, top seven of the draft, obviously, Dock going third overall. Uh, but I, I got to tell you, I'm trying to, in terms of pure goal scores out of the WHL over the course of the last 15 years, 
I'd be hard, and I know that Bob McKenzie, TSN, uh, during, I think it was around the World Juniors, put a ranking out for the top uh, players for the upcoming draft, and he sources out 10 NHL scouts. He had Dylan Gunther as the highest-ranked forward for this upcoming uh, draft, which is rare for a winger. Um, but he is a, it is a, I mean, you're a former NHL uh, amateur scout as well. It's pretty rare when you can see a guy finish at that level. And, and I'll tell you, from my perspective, all the years I've done, the, the biggest thing I've noticed, what separates the elite goal scorers is the ability to one-time pucks, right? And, and to accurately uh, be able to do it. And it's the difference between guys that score 23 to 28 goals and guys that can score 38 to 45. You know what I'm saying? No, totally, and it's just again when even if it's not a pure one timer and it's just a quick snapshot from the slot, it, it's on a stick off his stick so quick. And I mean, when he gets an opportunity to have two on ones down the stretch and really gets to take his time and find a spot, it's uh, you know it's it's pretty impressive what he's able to do in that situation. But yeah, you're you're right in those small area spaces when he gets a puck in front of the net, it's geez, you don't even see it on a stick. It's 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 uh, it's difficult to deal with if you're a goaltending or a, a visiting defender in this rink. You have three games this weekend against Red Deer. I'm going to assume Sebastian Costa, the plan probably isn't to start all three games, is it? No, he's going to play two of the games, and uh, I think at some point here, well, obviously this weekend, Colby Knight are one of our uh, other three. Well, we have three goalies right now here here now, Colby Knight and also uh, Colby Hay. So Knight's 17, Hay's 16, so Costa will play two of them, and uh, Knight will get his first start at some point this weekend. How good of a goalie is uh, Sebastian Costa? Yeah, he just keeps getting better. That's the thing about him. You know, I think one of the, I think going back and looking since my time here, you know, at 16, uh, us sending him back to Fort Saskatchewan, you know, when he was going to be our backup that year. And I think it was really good for his development, him going back there and playing a lot. Um, you know, at the time, I don't think he was too happy about that being sent back. He wanted to be in the league, but you know, it just goes to show how much of a competitor he was and wanting to be here. But uh, him going back and playing, and then last year, I thought he was playing really well early. And when Beck Warm came in here at the deadline, uh, you know, I think he really helped Sebastian get to that next level from a professionalism standpoint and really understanding the work he needs to do away from the rink and with his training in the off season. And, you know, I think he really zeroed in on that this off season and, and got really focused on his, his uh, off, off, off season training program, eating the right way. And, you know, he's come back this year with a, like a man on a mission and he's been, he's been exceptional so far. Is it, and look, I realize you're managing a team, but is it possible the oil Kings could have two first round picks in this year's NHL draft? Well, you know, from from all the calls we, that we get, we manage them from the NHL teams on a on a day to day basis. I mean, they're they're both um, guys that a lot of teams are extremely high on, and I think you know, Dylan, it's it's obviously coming into the season that if he was going to be able to to kind of leave off where he was, what he was doing last season, he was going to for sure be a first rounder this year. And with Costa, I think some people had question marks, and you know, if through these first four games, if he keeps this up. Uh, I would probably be pretty safe to say he's going to have an extremely good chance to be selected in the first round. Are you guys being pressed? We're joined right now by Kurt Hill. He's president GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Are you guys being stressed differently because of the limitations that some organizations have? I mean, I know I've been to the the two Friday night games, uh, uh, the opening game against Lethbridge and then the game against Medicine Hat. I thought there was about 12 to 15 scouts there. But are, are you being asked to provide video of your guys and that sort of thing? You know, nothing's too detailed. You know, I know there's some 
some teams that would like to get into practices and watch a little bit there, which our game we can't have with our protocols right now. So I think there's been some requests there that maybe once we get going a little bit more, if things were to open up a bit, I could see some of the teams wanting their guys uh, to get into practices and see how guys perform at that area but uh, you know I think with just how accessible everything is through video platforms now like Instat or even just WHL Live from a video standpoint they have you know they got all that at the right at their fingertips now but uh, in in the sense of guys calling to you know do background checks and really try to understand that you know that next level of who they are as people those are definitely the calls right now that I think teams are uh, are doing their due diligence on. Right now, uh, Gunther's playing, you mentioned, on the line with uh, Kate Oliver in St. Louis, first-round pick, Jake Neighbors. It must be pretty reassuring to have a, a, a line at that level right now in this all-Alberta division. Yeah, you know, I, it's, again, for Cade to come in and be able to, to play with those two guys, those are elite guys, it's not easy to... You know, everybody wants to play on that one with with guys like that. Obviously, it helps and uh, you know, raises your prof- profile as well. But it's not easy to play with them. They're they're elite level players, thinkers. You know, they they play at such an up tempo and pace that uh, you know I, uh, I commend the kid for Kate to come in and be able to find some chemistry with them and be able to play up to that uh, level here early in the year. And hopefully, those three can. Uh, keep doing what they've been doing here early in the season former first round pick uh caleb reimer got into a couple games against medicine had he's just 16 he's a six foot four hundred ninety four pound you guys drafted him as a center i think you had him on uh, right wing if i recall correctly against medicine what would you think of him I liked him, you know, through his first, those first two games last week, and I thought he he played really well. Just, you know, hasn't had much time in the league, and just with not having played much hockey at all this year, um, you know, really liked him that first weekend. And you know, I think he's a guy that's just going to get get better and better. He's he's a young young 16 year old. He's a late birthday, so um, the youngest player on our team um, by far. So, but yeah, good first weekend. He's a guy that is on the wing, Gav, yeah, right now, but. Uh, you know, with a lot of our scouting, Jamie and I talk about it a lot. You know, he's, he's a guy that's played center at minor hockey, and uh, it's always easier to move a guy to the wing to the center, and it's nice to have the luxury of some guys within your organization that can play both positions. Uh, Jalen Lupin, I, I noticed him on the, a bit of a glue guy for your team. Yeah, totally. You know, he's one of those guys that just he, he works so hard and really just – and accepts and and really cherishes the opportunities that he's given at the end of the day. He's, he accepts his role, works hard. You know, he's one of our best penalty killers in our group. And, uh, you know, the difference this year is he's starting to put the puck in the net. I think his shots got a lot better over uh, over the summer. He definitely looks like he's put some work into that. And, you know, through four games, he's got three three goals. And, you know, these aren't tap-in goals that he's been scoring. He's been, he's been, he's been eyes up with the goalie, and he's been putting them by him. So three nice shots. Uh, hopefully he can keep that production. How do you think you guys match up against Red Deer for the game uh, tonight and Sunday and uh, at uh, the DCA Saturday in Red Deer? Yeah, we haven't obviously we haven't played them yet, so it'll be interesting to see how the game goes tonight. You know, it's uh, they're a team that uh, you know well, pretty much their whole team's back from last year, so they they obviously got a group that's played together for a while. They don't have a lot of not too many rookies on their team. They're a younger team still, but not that many rookies. So it's a group that obviously is uh, bonded well together. They always compete hard and uh, give an honest effort. So we've had a lot of good games with them over the last couple of seasons. So looking forward to uh, three good ones this weekend. Kurt, appreciate the time. Good luck this weekend. 
Yeah, thanks, Stoff. Have a good one. You bet. Uh, that is Kurt Hill. He's President GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app uh, from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. When we come back, we will talk to a guy who... Uh... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's loving it in every way, shape, or form. Cam Moon, one of the Oilers' two radio play-by-play voices this season. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It's 146 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. We're going to bring Cam Moon aboard for the next seven minutes. Mooner, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in Edmonton. It is. How much fun did you have last night calling the game? Oh, so fun. And even though the, the first period, not a, not a lot happened, but still, it was a tight game. The Oilers found a way to win. Uh, they didn't have to just try and outscore their opponents or outscore any kind of defensive miscues. They played really well in their own end. Uh, they limited the opportunities when there were opportunities. We got Miko Koskinen with 24 out of 25 last night. It was and went right down to the wire. Thoroughly enjoyable. A beautiful evening, I thought. It's off the charts what McDavid's doing this season, isn't it? Oh, my God. So he scores two. I mean, he could have had six points last night. Like, it, it, it was crazy. And... And we heard Dave Tippett talk about it after the game how excited he was, but you know how well he's played defensively, and and, and maybe he doesn't get enough credit for that. And I guess it, part of the reason is because he's so good offensively; it's hard not to notice that. But uh, I just thought that his uh, ability to just pick up the puck and go, and and his speed is such a handful, and and looking off players uh, with a potential pass and then the, the ability to put it exactly where he wants them. And that, both those goals were relatively the same shot in an almost undefendable position where it's two feet off the ice inside the post on the stick side. That's an incredibly hard shot to stop. And yeah, we're, we're, we're very fortunate here that we get not only Connor McDavid, there's, there's a lot more to be excited about, of course, on this team, Leon Dreisaitl. Tyson, Perry, Darnell Nurse, you name it. Uh, and it, the list goes on. But uh, Connor was right at the top of his game last night. 
Do you, Laurent Brassois was almost at a loss for words last night. So too was Paul Maurice. As a former WHL goaltender yourself, um, could you imagine having to face a guy like that coming at it at that pace with that sort of skill? No, I, I know I'd be on the bench awfully quick. Um, yeah, Brassois, and and that's the thing. Like you look at Laurent Brassois played a really good game last night. He did. And and those were two goals that were legitimate goals. Like there's, there's not much you can do. It, they were perfect shots. Uh, the one he just hops off the bench, gets the puck, walks it towards the front, picks it. The other one's a two on one, or looking pass. And as a goaltender, you have to respect the pass, but you have to worry about the shot. And then he perfectly places it in the same spot. Like. I could understand the frustration from Brossois after the game, knowing that you gave it all you had, you did what you could do, you held the Edmonton Oilers to two goals in their rink on the second half of a back-to-back, albeit for both teams, and and still that wasn't that wasn't enough. So yeah, he's incredible talent, and and I can absolutely uh, feel for Brossois after the game because I thought he played very well. Cam, you did uh, play-by-play how long for the Red Deer Rebels? Uh, 22 seasons. Okay, you've seen Sebastian Kosa play in between the pipes. He's the best goaltender in the WHL since who, in your opinion? Uh, I would probably say Carter Hart. Um, I would say when Hart played in the WHL, and again, he was in the other conference, so we don't see him as much, but he had that same type of look i'm not saying the same style what i'm saying is the same type of look where he looked like a pro when he was in junior some guys play in junior and they look like junior goalies but can move on to pro and then develop into pro goaltenders some guys are already at that level when they're in the whl and it's very few like very few and to me carter hart was one of those guys and Sebastian Kosa is one of those guys. Uh, was, actually, was, had uh, an NHL scout call me today asking about uh, some thoughts on Kosa because I did get to see him quite a bit last season and this year a couple of times. And and that's what I'm seeing is that he looks like he's he's pro ready and and will be close to it. And is a guy that I would think in his 19-year-old year will have a really good shot at playing World Juniors, and his 20-year-old year, he'll be in pro hockey at some level. So I, there's good athleticism, but there's economy of movement as well. I, and what I mean by that is he's in the right spot. He plays the position very well that way in that he doesn't have to make a lot of extra movements to get to the right spot because he's already there. And he anticipates the play very well, too. Plays the puck, uh, I think, very well for a junior goaltender. There's a lot to like about him, and and I think there's a ton of NHL scouts that are uh, certainly interested in him right now. All right, Darcy Camper started for Red Deer for three years. The final year is at 9.33 save percentage. He's become a pretty good goalie for Arizona. Did you see him uh, at the same age, like the way you're seeing Kosa, or is Kosa a better prospect than Camper? Oh, no, no. Yeah, Kosa's farther along, for sure. Camper played, when Camper was 17 years old, he was still playing AAA midget. Yeah, there was, Camper came along later, and then he came to the Red Deer Rebels at 18 and was really good. And then at 19 was even a little better. And then came back at 20 and was exceptional. 
Yeah. Sebastian Costa will not be playing junior hockey at 20 years old. Like he's going to be a pro by then. So yeah, there's a, he's a little bit farther along. Uh, Darcy took it took a little longer for his, and everybody's path is different. Um, does that mean Costa is going to have a better NHL career? No, that doesn't actually at all. It guarantees him absolutely nothing. Uh, but it, it just points out that at this point in his career, he's a little farther along than Darcy was at, at that point. Cam, we'll be seeing you shortly. Thanks for your time. I love it. Thanks for having me on. That is Cam Moon, one of the Oilers 2 radio play-by-play voices. Jack Michaels, by the way, will have the call with myself and uh, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, the Oilers Radio Network, and Cam coming up uh, Saturday night, the uh, face-off show at 6.30, the puck drop at 8 p.m. Uh, we are going to go to this day in Oilers history, brought to you by Dennis and Jason Lalliberti and the team at New West Travel, and back in the 6.30 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. And back in 1982, Wayne Gretzky scored a goal and an assist to give him 500 career NHL points. Milestone coming in his 200 134th career game as the Oilers well they tied 3-3 with Calgary at Northlands Coliseum alright let's do this uh, what does Reed Wilkins have coming up on Inside Sports Night from 6 to 8 p.m. a little bit more on that game last night and what lies ahead against Winnipeg tomorrow so far that's it all right, uh, coming up today at uh, 2 p.m., Edmonton's Fire Rescue Services has announced it's partnering with Wounded Warriors Canada to offer programs specifically developed to support the uniformed service members and their families. Wounded Warriors Canada's Executive Director, Scott Maxwell, joins 6.30 Ched Afternoons and guest host Daryl McIntyre after the 2 o'clock news. This wraps up our show today. Absolutely. We'll see what sort of pitchers the Oilers put up tomorrow night against the Winnipeg Jets. Have a wonderful weekend. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.